from PRX. Friends Beyond the Binary, it's time for the podcaster who's trying to learn, like, like the best, like, I was, I had a joke, but I don't think it's funny or ample. I said, he's trying to learn his Eno from his Ono, but you say, that's pretty obvious. Who would have to learn the difference between an Eno and an Ono? And I say, oh, no. Like, I could have done a joke with that. Uh, you say Eno, I say Ono. Um, and, uh, let's all, let's all slowly stop, barely pay attention to me so you can fall asleep. If you're confused, you're in the right place. Cause it's time for sleep with me. The podcast that puts you to sleep. Uh, and these sponsors are what enable us to be here for you for free twice a week. So please check them out uh, tomorrow when your hand hits the fridge. Sleepwithmepodcast.com slash sponsors. All right, but Scoot's here. And, you know, you've heard these messages. I'm here to talk to you about, you know, what makes uh, things like Sleep With Me possible, stuff outside of the box. And that's our democracy and represent us. And I don't know about you, but does it really feel like our leaders are responsive uh, to our needs uh, right now? Does it feel like things are running smoothly? Because if you don't feel like that, it's okay. Uh, you're not alone. You know, there's a lot of people having the same experience uh, wondering, hey, is there something we can do to fix this? And here's the thing. There are things we can do right now to get things back on track. This podcast is part of the Pro-Democracy Podcast Coalition. It's a group of shows, hosts, and networks. We're banding together to try to make things better. And we're working with a grassroots and nonpartisan organization, Represent Us and You. So all you need to do is go to represent.us slash podcast and get more info on how you can get involved. Represent Us is the largest grassroots organization working city by city and state by state to pass laws that protect democracy and improve it. You know, we need a system that works for the American people, not just special interests. So go to represent.us slash podcast and join the movement today. Thanks, everybody. All right, everybody. It is time for the Sleepy Supporter Zone, the most part, important part of the podcast. So I get so excited. And yes, it's faster. It's more paced than the rest of the show because it's how we're able to bring you the show for free twice a week are the listeners who support the sponsors and then go one step beyond that, letting the sponsors know they supported them because they support Sleep With Me. It's huge. That's really how the show is free on every podcast app. And oh boy, I got some people to thank. I want to thank Max and Jane, who both separately supported Brooklyn and let Brooklyn and know about it, tagged Brooklyn in on social media, sent Brooklyn an email so that they know their sponsorships are important. So thank you, Max. Thank you, Jane. If you support a sponsor like Max and Jane, tag them, tag me, let them know about it, give them a call, send them an email, send them a letter, and let me know about it at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash sponsors so I can thank you here on the Sleepy Supporter Zone. Thanks, Max. Thanks, thanks, Jane. The second part of the Sleepy Supporter Zone is you getting the support you need right now. If you're in need of extra support, there's links to resources in the show notes you could connect with right now. It's about supporting our communities with our actions, saying Black Lives Matter, saying stop AAPI hate, saying support Ukraine. So there are links to places you can connect with to learn more and to take action right in our show notes. It's also about taking action to support the communities we're a part of beyond that. And one of the organizations I support 
short is the Midnight Mission, offering a path to self-sufficiency for people experiencing homelessness. We're trying to supply them with hygiene kits. You can be a part of, be a part of our community. Join me. We're doing live streams. We're doing a lot of fun stuff together. You can get a free download of a live show. You can get free streams of our live shows. And you can take a part of, you can feel good about being a part of the community, hanging out with other listeners and supporting other people. And you could do that for free. It's sleepwithmepodcast.com slash midnight mission. That's sleepwithmepodcast.com slash midnight mission. The link is in the show notes. Go ahead and use it. Oh, Mystery Bard, a lot of people help out on the show. Who are they? Chris Posty Poster song. Sounds like an earful. Wrote the theme song. Edits episodes too. Carl W. The Legend. Also edits episodes Ashley, Kenny, Scotty, Jennifer. Runner, 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 runner. Eric and the team let us down. They're on the website. I am the Mystery Bard. I do the lullabies, yeah. I do commissions at JonathanMan.net. I'll write a song for you. You see the kindness shine straight on through When the listeners form their own Facebook group Keith, Stacy, Sarah, Julie, and Jennifer These are your moderators Get support, dear Scooter, on Patreon Buy the merch and support the sponsors You can find anything you want At sleepwithmepodcast.com And we're so proud Thanks, Mystery Bard. Don't forget to sign up for our free newsletter. You'll get free live streams. Uh, you can download a live show, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash midnight mission. Join me. We're going to have a good time and we're going to help other people. Sleepwithmepodcast.com slash midnight mission. Thanks, everybody. And let's get on with the show. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever is keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts, you know, things on your mind that you're thinking about, thoughts. Those are, those are my thoughts. They're on my mind. They're in my mind. They're all around. The feelings that, you know, thoughts about the past, present, future. Feelings, anything coming up for you emotionally. It could be related to the thoughts or feelings that are just there or something else. Uh, physical sensations. Could be any changes, time, temperature, routine, expectations, anticipation, travel mysteries that's so many mysteries so many mysteries are uh, getting in the way of my sleep baffles it's been a while since we've talked i mean i've talked about the baffling nature of sleep it's probably hasn't been that long since i've talked about baffles have i talked about my baffles in this way have i ta- if you meet someone norm in any other circumstance except this podcast i think if someone came up to you and said what did i say have we talked about my baffles in this way? Have we, have I talked to you about my baffle issue? My ba- are you baffled, sir? No, 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 no. I have this baffle-based issue. It's not a baffle. Ba- well, it is. It's a baffle-based. Uh, I need some help with some. I have a. I, it's not baffling, actually. It's it's not baffling at all. 
It's frustrated. I'm frustrated by my baffles. Uh, and I say, okay, I'm afraid our time is up. That's what they, they know. It says, okay, I'm afraid we're getting close to time. Are you doing pod? Then you'd say, this is my, the guy I work with. He says, are you doing podcast material or is this uh, like, uh, are you serious? Oh boy. Uh, and you get a little, get a little sight right into my insides there, everybody. But whatever is keeping you awake, I'm here to take your mind off of it and keep you company so that you can fall asleep. And uh, what I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where I smooth, if, if there's any baffles, uh, I don't know, I don't know, I guess baffles, I guess maybe, so normally with the safe place, I smooth it, I pat it, I rub it down. And then with the baffles, I would poof it back up. Um, so maybe we'll talk about that more. What's a baffle? Good question. My impression of a baffle is it's a, some sort of shape uh, stitched into some sort of, any sort of bedding filled with the material uh, that's not, that's a non-solid form. Um, so there's, there can be um, material with air in between it, uh, probably trap warm air. And also to offer some some loft. Oh, yeah, baffles and loft. That's the other word I was looking for. I need loft in my baffles. Uh, is Emmett, did Emmett, didn't Emmett, the company that represents Emmett Otter, stop listening to the podcast? Because if they did, there's another song for Emmett Otter 3. Emmett Otter's Jug Band Bedtime. Uh, there's loft. There's I need loft in my baffles. Uh, that has a nice amount of syllables. My baffles have lost their loft. Uh, that's not, they could be part of the song. I'm trying to think of other ones because uh, I need loft in my baffles. I guess that could be more of a pick you up thing, you know, but they could be when maybe during a, like a road trip montage, uh, if they're going on a road trip to find lofts for their baffles. That would be a metaphorical journey, obviously, because they would never. It'd say, Mom said, baffles are, you know where you find your baffles in your loft, always at home. Uh, that's where, like, something like that. So that solved that one. Oh, so I'm going to try to create a safe place, and then I'm going to send my voice across the deep, 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 dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones. So it means my voice is imperfect. But it's here to keep you company and take your mind off of stuff. Not traditionally soothing. Uh, pointless meanders and superfluous tangents. You just got a few of those. Because I, I, a pointless meander was about the baffles. Then the superfluous tangent was about Emmett Otter. A new Emmett Otter special. And then I went, I guess, I don't know if it was a superfluous tangent or a whatever the other one is, Pointless Meander, when I said, well, okay. And then I started to speculate on what song and what order of the lyrics would be best for Emmett. And then it's like, well, what would the plot of Emmett Otter special about Baffles and Loft be? My, my, I don't like this, my Baffles done lost or Loft. Uh, that actually does work. Like, normally I'd say, I don't know about that, but, but uh, Lost Their Loft uh, does work. My baffles have lost their loft. That sounds more like a nursery rhyme. Anyway, just a couple ideas. That's pointless meanders. So if you're new, this show could be very strange. Well, it could be. No, this show is very strange. 
especially when you first listen. It can also be frustrating, annoying, irritating, not everyone's cup of tea when you first listen. And it could stay that way, but for most people that become regular listeners, I guess obviously that changes. Uh, And this is something that has been recommended probably a million times, uh, is give it a few tries before you give up on the show. Just see how it goes. But if you're coming here skeptical or doubtful, that totally makes sense because this show is like one of many sleep audios and there's so many different sleep products and sleep solutions. Our show is more process-based, but like if you've tried a lot of stuff like I have and a lot of quaint advice you get from uh, relatives and stuff, you say, okay, that stuff only doesn't, never really works totally for me or it takes too much work or I can't consistently do it or it doesn't consistently work for me. And so if you came here, of course, you're going to be frustrated. One, I don't know if this is going to work and somebody recommended it. It's the show does not sound like you probably expected creaky dulcet tones and a, a bit strange. And I say, you're right. And so let me give you some more information if you, if you want to um, give it a try and see how it goes. Cause the, the reason I make the show is because you're important and your sleep is important I don't just believe that. I know it is true. You deserve a safe place where you can get some rest and some sleep. I know how it feels in a lot of other people listening right now. We might not be able to identify with exactly what you're going through, but a lot of us can identify with how it feels in the deep, dark night or in the morning, not getting enough rest or anticipating bedtime and it being a rigmarole. We can identify with those things because we know how it feels. And so if I can help with you, not only is it important because you deserve some respite, but it's important because if you get the rest you need, your life will be more manageable. And believe me, I know what it's like to have have an unmanageable life uh, from sleeplessness and other things. And it's not pleasant, right? And and you deserve more than that. If this could be one of those stepping stones for you to get the rest you need, for things to be more manageable, to you, for you to flourish. That means your world's a better place to be in, and we're all in this community together, planet or whatever, spaceship Earth, planet Earth, whatever they call it. So that's why the show is important to me. So I hope you give it a few tries. Uh, let me give you the, the, some of the strange stuff about the show. This is a podcast you don't really listen to. You just kind of barely listen And so you kind of say, okay, like some people listen as background noise. Some people listen as they're falling asleep. So like if you're paying attention and waiting for it to get sleepy, it's better off you kind of pay attention to me. I mean, I'm not worthy of your full attention. I mean, I'm just saying that because it's like it it, it might not be obvious at this point. You say, oh, okay. You're like, okay, yeah, you and you. You, you're making up Emmett Otter songs, huh? Don't I don't even know who Emmett Otter is, but obviously a singing otter with the name Emmett or Emma. Okay, yeah. So just kind of um, not along with me. It's just like if you called someone and you asked, you say, hey, can you talk to me for a while? I'm not going to pay attention. I'm going to fall asleep or put the TV on in the other room so I can hear it. So I have something to keep me company in the deep, dark night. I'm here to take your mind off of stuff, to be your boar friend, your boar bay, your boar sib, your boar cuz, your boar bestie, your boar burr, your neighbor, your boar friend, uh, to, to, to keep you company while you fall asleep. 
So you do just you don't need to listen to me, but you can. I'll be here for the whole episode to keep you company. So it's kind of like this weird optional thing. That's one of the things that makes the show work. And also doesn't put you to sleep. I keep you company while you drift off. So those are two hurdles for new listeners, understandably. Then the structure of the show can also throw people off, but I'll explain it to you because it's very intentional. Show starts off with a greeting. Friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Then I say something ideally witty and hilarious, but that's what I strive for, you say. Well, it wasn't bad. I don't remember what you said, but it kind of barely smiled. I say, great job done. So the intro is meant ideally that you feel welcomed in, seen, and you say, okay, the tone of the show is a little bit different. Uh, Then the goal of the podcast is to come out twice a week for free, and we do that through our sponsors, our listener support. Then we also have support for the people who listen to the show if you're having a tough time and support for the communities around the show that we want to stay involved in because I found that just feeling a little bit more empowered and being of service to others is something that does positively impact sleep. It just your overall well-being is good. Like being a part of community and being a part of service to others. So uh, that's that part. Then there's an intro, which is separate from the support and, and all that. And sometimes people just lump it all together. But so, somewhere around six, eight minutes into the show till about 20 minutes in the show is the intro. And the intro is a show within a show where I try to explain what the podcast is, and it takes me 12 to 18 to 20 minutes to do so. Uh, And I don't do so necessarily successfully, but it's also a transition time. So a lot of listeners are getting ready for bed. They're getting in bed, getting comfortable. They're doing a wind-down routine. And that's what the intro is for. It's like a a, a drifting off time. It's like setting the stage for sleep. Now, there is a small percentage of listeners that are sleeping. There's a small percentage of listeners that skip the intro. But there's actually more people that listen to all intros than skip the intro or fall asleep during the intros. But then they fall asleep during the all intros. That's on Patreon. But so it's... uh, it's just meant to be part of your bedtime, your wind down routine. Even if you're in bed drifting off, it's like a slow lowering and, and drifting away and getting away from the day and getting comfortable, easing you into bedtime. Then there's sponsor support again. So show can come out twice a week for free. And then there'll be our bedtime story. Tonight we'll be doing some unboxing of magic tricks, but not revealing how they're done and that's a part of our partnership and raising awareness for the Midnight Mission. Uh, and you could find out more. You could sign up for our newsletter. You could be a part of positive change like and be empowered at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash badmagic. If you want to see me do some magic tricks for free, you just sign up for that newsletter for free. And um, so that's then there's a bedtime story, then there's thank yous. So that's the structure of the show. If you don't like the show, I have a list of other sleep podcasts and sleep audio at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you. So you could try to find something there that helps. And, and I think that's it. That's why I make the show. That's the structure of the show. I'm really glad. You're, oh, I was going to talk about baffles quick. Uh, Okay, so we established a baffle of something that ideally holds law holds uh, some sort of fabric or batting, um, 
or loose fiber fill type material in with loft, uh, which means separated by air, in some sort of pocket within a piece of bedding. A quilt or a comforter would be the most popular versions of that. My issue has been, and it's just due to my own tossing and turning and whatever else is going on in my bed, that uh, I have to, I've been having to reloft my bedding, reloft my baffles every single night. I think I even made an episode about this, but I have to shake out my main comforter uh, and really reloft it because, uh, I don't know. So I, I guess I'm not that baffled. Pretty simple. I guess it's just, uh, I, I find it, I, I say, I wish, uh, I mean, I guess you could, there was once upon a time a pair of sneakers called the pump or something where you pumped them up. I don't think that would be efficient for, but a self-baffling, self-lofting baffle. Wait a second. That does sound like something we could sell at least, uh, He's invented the first self-lofting baffle. You say it doesn't self-loft. Uh, what about a perpetually lofting baffle? Is that that's not possible, huh? That would break time and space once again. Auto auto baffle. How about baffle auto baffler? That's that's this podcast. They could, that would be my name. Say with uh, different superheroes, the auto baffler. You see, that's my hobby. <laughs> see what's Scooter doing? Probably auto baffling himself. Uh, but that's that's not about betting. That's uh, I'm confused. I'm automatically confused. Uh, different kind of baffle. But yeah, the auto baffler one thousand, Gene. It, you could take it home today uh, if you get this uh, price price is correct. So anyway, I'm glad you're here. I work really hard. I yearn and I strive, and I really hope I can help you fall asleep. Thanks again for coming by. And here's a couple of ways I'm able to do it for you for free twice a week. All right, everybody, it's Scoots here. I'm talking about Sleep With Me Plus. If you haven't checked out a trial, you know, there's a seven-day trial at all levels at Sleep With Me Plus. You go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash plus, sign up, you know, cancel in six days uh, before your trial renews. But I want to talk about an email I get uh, somewhat often. It kind of goes like a little bit like this. So maybe you can relate to this email. You know, Scoots, I love this podcast. I've been listening to it for years. It has changed my life. It has changed how I sleep. I know most people love listening to this ad-supported version. They listen linearly, and they wind down during the intro. They fall asleep during the story. But, Scoots, I'm different. I love the show, man. But the thing is, I I listen all night long. And, you know, just transitions between the shows and the ads. Or, oh, man, like with Supporter Zone, I fall asleep early during the intro. And then I hear the Supporter Zone or the sponsors between the story. Or I'm a musician, so hearing the Mystery Bard sing. And I want you to know, yeah, I see you. You love the podcast. It's had this powerful impact. I'm putting you to sleep. You consider that priceless, right? That's what we designed Sleep With Me Plus for, for all those people, people that listen all night, people that just want the intros, people that just want the stories, musicians who don't want any music, they get that story-only feed, people that don't want to hear the supporter zone, they don't want to hear the ads, they don't want to hear the thank yous at the end. You just want one specific show, a lot of it, whether it's Bake Off or TNG or the store, certain stories, you want exclusive content. All those people are a little bit different, and that's what we finally have been able to offer with Sleep With Me plus is for those of you that say i love this show but 
I could, I could use a little bit more of this or a little bit less of this. So get over there. Sleep with Me Plus was made for you. We've been waiting 10 years to be able to do this for you. So you could sign up and again, test it out first. Uh, it works in almost every podcast app, even on Spotify. And you could sign up at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash plus, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash plus and check it out. Thanks. Everybody scoots here and I'm back uh, with another unboxing magic episode. I wish I would have thought of that the first episode. I just thought of it now. And what does unboxing magic mean? This Now, this one, these next ones I'll do over the next whatever year. I'll, I mean, these will be slowly leaked out. Oh, boy, is it exciting. I found uh, through, uh, you know, what, what people would call a secondhand store. Uh, you, I would, I don't think I found it. Here's the thing. If I found a raspberry beret, please remind me, don't put it in your mouth. Uh, the, like even if, whether I find it at a say, uh, well, he, I guess he didn't know he was spe- Prince. I'm talking about Prince right now. Talk about magic. Uh, in the song raspberry beret, Prince, I guess was speculating because Prince said the kind you find at it. She wore a raspberry beret. Um, I think there was a video for it. I, I remember, I think it was a dreamy video or these are my impressions. Oh, but what, what, I thought this was unboxing magic. Well, if it's a Prince box set and you're unboxing it, you're unboxing magic, man. Uh, but uh, like, uh, that in that song, Prince, that, that song was about, uh, I don't know what it was about, but, but the, like the part that got caught in my head that now I'm going off topic about. Prince was saying, she wore a raspberry beret, the kind you find at a secondhand store. And then reminding us once again that the song's not about the secondhand store scoots. It's about her. She wore a raspberry beret. And I would say, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure the majority of reasonable people would say, it's a raspberry colored beret scoots. And I'd say, okay, so it's not a beret. It's not a beret made of raspberries. That makes sense. Probably can't get that at a secondhand store anyway. And um, uh, I got mixed up again. Um, Well, yeah, I mean, if you bought a, I mean, I guess you could say it was made from dried raspberries even then. But I was thinking it could be a raspberry, like, well, you're right. We should just move on. Here's a, was it, this was the 80s when a lot of things were scented. Like they must have invented something in the 80s where you could make stuff smell like stuff. Maybe didn't, well, because the scratch and sniff, sniff, scratch and sniff, scratch and sniff stickers. That was a whole thing. They have it now. They have lip balms, the most, uh, one of those things that smells like good, good stuff. But uh, I don't think it was if because you wouldn't want to wear a scratch and sniff beret, though it wouldn't be bad if it, here's here's an idea. Let's invent a beret makers and scent makers of the world. I mean, talk about magic is a raspberry beret when you get when you're working up like that has some sort of warming. When you get warm, it smells like raspberries. And it's also it could be colored raspberry, and, and you can say, "Well, she wore a chalk, 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 chocolate beret, something that's easy for a stutterer to say." And uh, you know, you could smell the chocolate as she walked away. That would be my—that's my song. Like that would be a downbeat song. Okay, so we're talking magic though here. 
And I so I've gone, I've, I've you know, I've, I've found, I had a quest. I quit the quest because uh, sometimes I take on these quests and I don't know when to say when. That's one of the main stories of my life, how I got sober. Uh, actually, it was bigger than that, but uh, even I have to remind myself that I don't know when to stay when. Don't, don't know when to say when or stay when. Stay when, that could be a character's name. But uh, John Stawin, in any relation to John Stamos? No, because it just has stay in the last name. Stacy Stawin, uh, at large, uh, counselor at large. Vote for Stacy Stawin, counselor at large. Uh, not sure what that means, but I've always wanted to say it on a podcast. Um, so, okay, so... Um, so I've, 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 I haven't quit the quest. I've temporarily placed it on hold due to uh, having too much stuff and not setting a budget. I don't think I exceeded my budget since I definitely got, this was one of those times I got way, way, way more than I paid for. Well, probably too many ways, definitely way more than I paid for it. The value and the cost were perfectly aligned. So... The quest was, once I thought, this is the connection I made, that uh, magic kits of my youth I would find at garage sales. And I said to myself, I wonder if any secondhand stores have magic stuff. And, I mean, that's a whole other level of magic, magic of uh, used things. But it turns out they do. And it turns out I was able to acquire, like in the first episode, we did a magic kit or magic set. But I was also able to acquire a couple lots, L-O-T-S's of magic stuff, uh, where uh, a certain organization, they, they, I guess they were either either someone who was a magician, a magician, a person who collected magic tricks, or some visionary somewhere were reaping the benefits of, of a visionary. And, it, and I don't say that lightly. I do say it in the meaning of a person who has vision, like uh, they were a visionary. Now we don't know whom. This could be another. This could be another podcast. Could this could be a good good episode for um some podcast? I don't even know. Like it used to be the mystery show. They could uncover it, but uh, is so okay. So uh, from a certain. You, you used donation where you donate used goods. They had a LOT, like a collection, an undisclosed number of magic tricks you could, you could buy in a bag. And I purchased two of them. They had two. I purchased both. Uh, and so I'm saying there's a visionary because either someone who, who had a home full of magic tricks, very well-maintained magic tricks, by the way, and most of them seemingly purchase at independent magic shops or on the internet from independent magicians. So no big, ma- not a lot of big magic here. We got a lot of indie magic, man. And um, and believe me, I'm saying none of this was snark or irony or snark. Uh, so, but someone had a vision, whether it's the person who donated it or someone worked at this, or it was magic store that donated it, uh, that went to the big, the big retail farm in the sky, or it was someone that worked at this organization who said, 
hey, why don't we organize all these things together and then sell, because it's going to be tough to move this uh, one trick. So when I'm saying complimentary to the visionary, I don't know whose vision I'm complimenting, but I'm saying we're the beneficiaries of that visionary. And I think that's clear now that I've stated it. So what we're going to do here is I'm going to reach into a box, uh, fill, and you won't hear any of this because it'll be edited out of the show. That's a, that's a little magic of editing. I'm going to pull out a magic trick. I'm going to look at it. We're going to talk about it. And maybe I'll go on tangents. Who knows where, where it leads us? This is the kind of stuff. Uh, this is when I really love making the podcast. I don't know if you, if you hear it in my voice. Uh, like we get to go down a meandering. I went down one meandering road. Now we get to go down the road together. And I haven't. I perused them because I took them out of the bag and I put them in a smaller box so to be organized, but I didn't really look at them or anything like that. So, it, so it'll be, this is going to be exciting stuff. Also, don't I, I probably like, uh, don't ask me to perform magic because I won't be good at it. Um, I'm try, trying to convince my daughter to do it and get into it. And um, what was my other thing? I don't know. So let's do it, and then we'll just see how it goes. Maybe I'll talk about some other magical experiences I've had. Okay, the first one is a wallet. Uh, and actually, I think, um, okay, well, so this one, oh, boy. Uh, now, it doesn't have any instructions. doesn't have any wrapping. It is a, what you may, may classify as a trifold wallet. I think this is maybe more of a... What do they call it? Not a, it's not a gimmick, a, a gag versus a magic trick, but maybe not. Um, so this one looks like it probably shouldn't be in my hands. It has, so, so it's a, it's some sort of pleather and inside it, it looks like if you were going to do some sort of trick where it, like this kind of thing, you definitely need the instructions for, or you got to do it outside. But you may have seen it before where a magician opens a wallet and, uh, like it's like a gas stove uh, and or like a lighter. And actually, when I open the wallet, it looks like there's uh, some sort of, uh, I don't know. I, I don't understand it. So I'm going to put it away. Okay, now this one is a, is in a, in a bag. And uh, there's multiple pieces of paper. And these are money tricks, but with what seemingly looks like real currency. And this is definitely the kind of thing you either buy, like you either bought or a friend gave someone. They're all printed on zero, like a paper that was printed out from a printer or a Xerox copy machine. So this is as India's magic gets. This one is the floating dollar bill, the first trick. And oh, you make a table from a playing card. And then place a dollar bill on it. Uh, and then you make the dollar bill float. Uh, magic. Uh, then you place everything back in your pocket and you take a bow. And inside, again, I don't reveal tricks, uh, but it looks like there's the take card to make the table and you provide your own bill. So it's a card, like a cut, cut playing card that you would make into a table that you would hold in your hand, in the palm of your hand, just like the, the um, hymn says or the church song says. Uh, 
I'm going to hold a playing card in the palm of my hand and make something float. Okay, next trick is a torn and restored bill. Now, no offense to the um, the magic we had before, the other magic set, and maybe I'll do these out of order. Maybe this is the first one. This looks like it's using now. That's why another reason I won't say the name of the company because it looks like they're really using real currency, and that's going to be um, make it more magical, you know, especially with kids if it's a fake dollar. So let's see the effect so we don't have to do it. A dollar bill is taken from the magician's wallet, shown to the audience, torn in half, and then into four quarters, and then displayed as a fan, folded into a packet, and then opened and completely restored. And uh, holy cow, there's, there's no trick in there. It must be just instructions on how to do it, maybe. But here's like a thank you card from this company. Um, uh, they're selling them on different internet places. Uh, for this one, you did not receive a real dollar bill, it, but this is, uh, we're sorry, but this is an error. We couldn't afford to keep real dollar bills for this trick. Uh, so you will have to prepare a bill for the card or for the trick. Like, understandable, because like, they don't want to lose all their profit, giving away dollar bills to be torn up. Okay, this next one is a pencil through the bill. This one, the magician shows him a bill, folds a piece of paper around the bill. A pencil is pushed through the paper and the bill. All the way through, removed. The paper and the bill are opened. There's a hole in the paper, but no mark on the bill itself. And it comes like, uh, well, oh no, it doesn't come. There's another note that says, thanks a lot. We didn't include a bill because, uh, but we'll tell you how to do it. Again, understandable. This, this one is the self-folding bill. One of the best tricks in magic. Uh, normal bills placed in the hand. Magicians command the bill slowly and mysteriously begins to fold itself. Uh, holy cow. It is seen to fold first in half, then into fourths, then into eighths. Uh, this sounds amazing. It does sound one of the best facts. And then it's handed out for inspection. And there is a bill in there. Uh, and it does say, again, in the preparation, this is one of the best effects possible. So that should be cool. Uh, the next one is bill transpo transposition. Incredible bill routine. This has a long effect. Two bills shown, one $5, one $1. Magician closes their hand around both bills. Uh, with left hand, removes $1 bills. Close your eyes. Picture that. Uh, he does this very slowly, showing it fairly to the audience. Closes his hand around it. Magician questions the audience as to which bill was in which hand. The spectators claim they saw the dollar bill in the left hand, and the dollar bill should still be in the right hand. But the magician opens their hands, showing the five-dollar bill in the left and the uh, uh, and the one-dollar in the right. The bills have switched places, but the same effect is shown again. This time, the bills begin in the spectator's hand. 
Uh, the magician removes the dollar bill from the spectator's closed hand, places it within his own, pretends to pluck the $5 bill. When both hands are open, the spectator now has the dollar bill. The magician has a $5 bill. All this happens in the spectator's hand, triple exclamation point. And the spectator can even inspect the $1 bill. And I don't know how a trick is done, but it looks like there's a bill in the, the kit. Okay, then this one, I think it's missing a page. Oh, yeah, here we go. We gotta, someone was at, This must have been the only trick that somebody was looking at how to do it. Bill through bill. Two bills are shown. One is folded with the other. Slowly and mysteriously, the one bill begins to pass through the other sides of the bill and are shown to the spectators. And it comes with the bill. So that's interesting. So there's some money magic. Oh, speaking of money magic, uh, here's another. This is a bag. Uh, and it, um, I don't know if there's any instructions in here. So, well, let's lean into it, right? It says flo floating quarter, wavy from coin magic. And I don't see any instructions. So this is the kind of thing I'm going to have to look up in the internet. But then in, in a little bag is a. Well, let me open up the bag. So in the bag is more coins. So I don't know if you can do more magic or not. Uh, it has uh, two pennies uh, and, and like three quarters in different arrays of... Uh, some of the quarters are whole and some are not whole. And I would assume the whole quarter is the floating quarter. It's from 1979. Oh, yeah, you want to know? Uh, you ought to know by now, am I right? Uh, it has something on there, though. Huh. I don't know if this is one of those ones where the magician can break the coin. Who knows? Uh, I was trying to figure out what minute it's from. I don't see it, so it may not be actual, real... Uh, Interesting. This is some sort of magical gimmick quarter, but I don't know how to operate it. So, oh, oh boy, I see something. I wish I was a ma magician. Huh. So this is definitely some sort of magic quarter. So that one, we don't have any, we don't know the tricks, but uh, it seems like you could make ma a quarter float in water, maybe put quarters together, take them apart. I don't know. Okay, this is another unlabeled bag uh, with a red handkerchief inside. And I know this is the kind of thing that's like, oh man, if these handkerchiefs could talk, would I want to know what they have to say? But I don't know. This is just a, it's a 100% silk hank red handkerchief. Uh, so this is the kind of thing only a magician would know what to do. I mean, you do know, well, I can't do it. It's, it's, uh, I don't know. So, I mean, it's a magician's handkerchief uh, that a magician could use to, to perform magic. It's red. It's uh, silky. And, I mean, I do know I couldn't successfully do it, which shows that I'm, you know, I'm not, I don't have that kind of. But I do know, like, some magicians, you know, can make make handkerchiefs really small and then make them appear and stuff like that. Uh, so that's cool. So we'll talk right now, so we'll just use a little tangent interlude here. There was one of my favorite magic shows, uh, 
that I saw was uh, when I was volunteering at the Anthony Quinn Public Library in East Los Angeles. So shout out to, to Anthony Quinn Public Libraries in uh, East L.A. And uh, some people wrote summer reading programs everywhere. So I was volunteering, helping out at the summer reading program there after, sc- after summer school. Back when I was a teacher, well, in the summer you weren't a PE teacher, so I was just a teacher's aide. And so I volunteered at this thing, and sometimes they had programming, right? Uh, I got to do bingo, and uh, you say, Scooch, what's your bingo like? I say, well, uh, Saul Goodman did it the same way I do it. Uh, So if you've seen Better Call Saul, you've seen how I do my bingo. Exact same style. Um, but so the, the one time the librarian said, okay, today we have this magic show and we have two magicians coming. And so this is LA. And, and if you live in LA, like your, you, the quality of programming you get in enthusiasm particularly is always going to be like, I think you just have much more variety to choose from, and the, at least the enthusiasm, even if the quality isn't as good. I talked about this before with, like, different um, assemblies we used to have at the school I worked at and how inspirational it was. Uh, but so I think just because so many people are, like, like interested in performance and, uh, like, have their hopes and their dreams, that uh, you're always in for a good time. And this really turned out to be the case for this magic show because it was two youth, uh, and I'd say youth because I guess, it, wait, I was like, I think I was like 21 or 22 years old and they were younger than me. So these were high school aged youth, uh, maybe even younger. And one of the, like, uh, they seemed to be best friends and one of them was named Hawaiian Cam, uh, and, and they had, uh, my favorite part of the magic show, the kids loved it. Uh, it was what you would call like, uh, there are better magicians than me. I mean, we could say that with as a definitive fact and more importantly for public performance, they had fun, they had enthusiasm and it seemed like they had joy in their hearts. Were they good magicians, even though they're better magicians than me? I would say probably not. But uh, my favorite thing that they did was they took turns. And so they were they weren't a team. So maybe they were a team, but they were also like uh, and all youth appreciate this, like some parallel mag- they weren't doing parallel magic play. But so what they would do is uh, when it was one of the other person's turn, so they had their little magician stage set up or stand, you know, and they were using a lot of kit magic, which is fine because we're talking magic stuff right now. But what they would do, this is probably one of the, like, like other than cute animals, this was very cute. It was adorable. I would say it was adorable. Uh, one of them, when it wasn't their turn, they would just duck behind the stage. But it was literally like uh, one of them was standing behind it, too. And it was like barely the width of a human waist. Uh, but they would duck down like like uh, in a magical way. Uh, not like they're disappearing, but they would disappear. 
And, uh, you know, all the kids were laughing and they, so it was great. It was one of, I mean, one of the top highlights of my life, uh, that when you look back and stuff, you're like, wow, I was lucky to be there for that one. And I also got to do bingo at some point. So that was, you know, those are two, uh, didn't even realize I had to knock those things off my list, but I did. Uh, we got another one. This has a price tag on it. So we can assume that, uh. And it comes in a bag with a hang. So this could have been from a magic shop. Uh, and it was $4.50. It, it, it's easy to do. And it says it's hilarious comedy magic. The incredible three and a half of clubs trick. Uh, and what I can see is in one side, I'll pull out the instructions. There's a, die, a, a, a one die and a couple cards. And actually, a couple of cards, and then it's only one sheet. This is really, um, really like, uh, I don't know who I got to get in touch with. This could be like, it's just so interesting thinking about how the internet has affected magic, probably in a positive way, making it more accessible. But I mean, I love magic shops, so I guess I am a little t- torn. But so this is, um, so it's been around a long time. It says it offers opportunity for great comedy magic, uh, and this is printed on uh, authentic uh, bicycle stock. So effect one, the magician states he has previously removed a card from the deck and placed it in his pocket. The spectator selects a card. Uh, the magician removes the card from his pocket and wagers it is the same suit and exactly one half the value of the spectator's card. And... Uh, Spectator's card is a seven, a half, seven of clubs. Not to worry, the magician reveals a three and a half of clubs. Interesting. And then effect two. Uh, this method is based on a fact called Miko by Milt Court. Uh, one of six cards face down on the table is selected by a spectator. The spectator rolls a dice and totals the top and bottom numbers. The magician states that the selected card is exactly one-half the total of the die. The die totals seven. The selection is the three-and-a-half of clubs. And it comes with, oh, okay, so I found the card. is a three-and-a-half of clubs uh, card. So it's kind of, uh, don't say, I still don't get it because I don't know how it works, but uh, sounds interesting, huh? Okay, this one is heavy, uh... And it's in two bags. And from what I can see, I see some string and I see some cards, uh, but that's all I see right now. Okay, so inside bag one, this is its own lot of magic, I think. Uh, We have extra string in one bag. Uh, Then more string, which looks like it has been used for magic. And then some playing cards. And they're also bicycle playing cards. And then the instructions folded up. And now we're getting to history because this is, uh, this is, looks like it was written on a typewriter and photocopied. So, but there is a picture of, uh, cards. So this is, uh, Nick's lie detector card trick. Uh, and this is definitely, um, Stuff that I don't know. I think they explain it because you have to set it up in a certain order. Values run. 
each value. So this is more advanced uh, routine. Explain that the deck of cards will act as a lie detector. Spread the cards down and have someone touch the back of any card. A free choice. Uh, the touch card is laid face down. Have the spectator look at the card. As they do, cut the deck to the point the card was removed. Complete the cut. And that sets the deck. Uh, explain that you'll ask the spectator about some questions about the card. And he, either, he can either lie or tell the truth in each case. Whether he lies or tells the truth, you will spell the answer he gives. Uh, and uh, so then you ask questions and uh, figure out if they're lying or telling the truth somehow. And, uh, yeah, so I don't know. Uh, so this seems more advanced, and it doesn't have any string in it. So this is really a two-for-one and I don't know what these cards are either, because it doesn't have a whole deck of cards here. So let's take these cards out of the wrapper. And, uh, oh, interesting. I don't know. These cards aren't even the same. Uh, yeah, so who knows what's a uh, couple jokers, one, two, three, four jokers, an ace, and, a, and another card. So, I mean, there is a level of intimacy to this. We just, I guess there is an intimacy just because we don't know whose uh, privacy we're like. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, so this is a bag with bags in it uh, and not all the instructions. And really, this is, I mean, I'm so grateful to be able to make this podcast uh, and be doing this stuff. Okay, we got another one here. Oh, boy. So I'm looking at the bag. There's a dime, a penny, and a... um like a big pen in there. Okay, now I'm turning it over, and it's uh, five-minute magic. Learn to do magic in five minutes. Electronic rating pen. Rate your friends on a scale of one to ten. Three routines. But there's also a penny and a dime that don't seem to be related to the pen. And we'll just look at the routines. They uh, said, no, hey, no. Hatter. Uh, this is an electronic rating pen. There's a chip in here that rates people on one to ten. Hold out your hand, place a penny of the dime, uh, and then say, okay, that's a rating. Uh, wow, you, you know, and then you use it to rate them. Interesting. Okay, well, so yeah, I don't know what that one it, 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 Maybe it's like to, for bar. This one is a cap in a bottle. Uh, Empty bottle of beer, regular cap, then put the cap inside the bottle. Everyone can see it inside. Then take the cap out and give it for examination. After that, put the cap back inside and then give the bottle to a spectator with the cap inside. No one can get it out. Uh, then the magician can take the cap from the bottle again and take the cap back, or take the bottle and take the cap back out. Uh, then put the cap back inside, as and if he wish, he can give the bottle with the cap inside as a present. Great gimmick, great gift, or great idea. So I have no idea how that works. Uh, um, I mean, this one's really intriguing. And uh, let's see, this has a credit for somebody, the uh, two great magicians, uh, Bloom from Sphinx Magazine, and Michael W. 
and uh, his book, uh, Lifesavers, Create a Fact, uh, which was my inspiration, the creator of this one. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds like magic to me. I may try to do this one with root beer or, uh, or something, or, uh, what do you call it? Ginger ale. Okay. So this one again, oh boy, holy moly. We have, uh, somebody's, now this is hard because this is where we're finding this. This is a, a conjuration society thing. Uh, it says, thank you for your order. They ordered on the internet and I guess definitely ordered on the internet, like back in the day because of websites and stuff, uh, were interesting, but let's take a look. Oh no, this is, uh, so it's, uh, like, uh, be it known that John Doe is, uh, recognized in the society as a member with all rights, uh, uh, Given this eighth day of May, 1790. Uh, pretty cool. Oh, you can get a free membership. Oh, the above certificate is all in fun. Uh, composed in, in Microsoft Word. Oh, so you can get a free certificate if you want. Okay, and this one, oh boy, it's like three pamphlets. One, one of which is a bonus, uh. And, uh, one is, uh, seven easy classics of magic, uh, how to read minds, uh, and 102 easy magic tricks, uh, and the 102 easy magic tricks, the, the, um, a lot of the, uh, things is, uh, it looks like, uh, um, what do you call it, uh, a lot of it looks like the kind of cartoons you'd see in a comic book or whatever. Uh, and it just has a bunch of little tiny, uh, you know, simple magic tricks. How to read minds. Uh, read mine. It's going off topic. Uh, let's see. Oh, it's it doesn't have any. I don't know if it actually has tricks. Uh Interesting. So you'd have to read through this uh, to figure, you know, to get to your thing. And then this one is uh, Secret Sir, Secret uh, Seven Select Magic, uh, Torn and Restored Napkin. This one was printed in 1996. Uh, penetrating Paper Balls, a dollar bill from the air. This is a very good opening trick. Surprises the uh, audience. Uh, and being a trick with money interests everyone. And uh, cool. Floating paper ball. Uh, this is uh, trying to figure out. A, um, yeah, I can't really read it because it doesn't want to. I'm not spoiling any tricks here. Um, swirling handkerchief. Uh, shirt pulling stunts. Uh, this is one of those grand perennial magic, comic magic stunts uh, that baffles the audience. Uh, Las Vegas, Atlantic City. Could be, this has been done on, uh, on TV. And the Lazy Magician's Card Trick. So those are some of the ones that came in this group of kit tricks. Then this one is called uh, Glass Box Penetration. Uh, 
And let's see, the effect. A toothpick seemingly penetrates a matchbox, which is later shown to be contain a solid block of glass. Uh, and this person says, Jesus, uh, you know, I was invited to go to this one magic thing. I developed the matchbox presentation effect a la glass because I needed a magician fooler. Knowing I was performing in front of an audience, I was expecting the brass block. I knew the heat would be on. So it's, I think this is just an, like, I don't think this is any, um, uh, I don't know. So this is just a yellow piece of paper. I, there, there is like a, a red uh, uh, thing, but it's ba- like that I found loose in the box. But I think that's, I don't think they're related. Color changing rope, easy to do. A rope changes instantly in color from white to red. And uh, that's it, color changing rope, uh, flashy magic. This is another one printed, uh, $10 uh, from one company, Hunter's Monty. Uh, the street swindle becomes a visual, st- visually stunning routine. Only a couple smooth moves, which are easily taught, uh, are required to perform this. Uh, and it comes with bonus tips, too. It comes from the routine of uh, Rudy, who uh, used this routine in front of hun- hun- thousands of lay people. Uh, cocktail parties, table hopping... Paying public loves this routine. It's hoped you'll get as much out of it. Uh, I want to see the... Uh, so it doesn't have anything without me revealing it. So, But it sounds cool. Out of all the tricks, it's like, oh, that one I might try. Now, this one has a, ba- a, ba- a, a thing of playing cards, a m- picture frame, and then the instructions in this bag. So this could be anything. Okay, this is a mind-reading picture frame. The effect, the magician uh, uh, displays an ordinary empty picture frame and explains that they can read minds. They cover it with cloth, and the spectator chooses a card from the deck. The card's returned to the deck. The deck is put away. The magician tries to guess the value of the chosen card, but fails. He then whisks away the cloth covering the frame, and the card is seen in the frame behind the glass. Uh, the magician looks into the frame and then guesses the card. So, interesting. Uh, okay, here's another one. This one's called Floating Match. And in the bag is the instructions and some playing cards, it looks like. So, let's see if they're one trick or two. Okay, so the playing cards are in some cellophane. And floating match, the effect. This fantastic effect in which a magician holds a playing card and places a matchstick on top of it. He gives some magical passes and slowly and eerily the matchstick floats above the card. Another card is passed under the floating stick to prove it has no connection with the card. The stick is commanded to descend and it does slowly come down and rest. And and then it's returned to the astonished spectator. Wow, so that's cool. You may be asking yourself, how, Scoots, how are these done? I say, I don't know. I don't really, if I, even if I knew, I would already forgot. Uh, it's a miracle making a sleep podcast.
Okay, I don't know if this one has instructions. Uh, this one has a piece of paper, two keys, and some string on there, and the paper has something written on there. But this may be like maybe someone's performing magic on me even as we speak. <laughs> yeah, this is like a key to a regal cinema. It says, uh, I'm not kidding. It says regal cinema, and there's two keys in here with string. Uh, is it magic? Uh, getting into a regal cinema would be magic. Okay, I found another one here. It's a plastic bag with uh, some sort of billfold instructions. And this one's called The Wave. Congrats on your purchase of The Wave. Uh, what is The Wave? Uh, four uh, blank face cards are shown by the magician. The spectator selects in their mind a jack, for example, the jack of hearts. The magician spreads the four blank cards, and then one of them magically becomes a jack. Uh, then the other cards are turned over, and they have changed too. So some sort of magic trick uh, uh, with a bunch of cards. Uh, yeah, interesting. Okay, this one is was three dollars, uh, and it just has instructions in a baggie. Oh no, it doesn't. It has a piece of cellophane in there, which may be part of it. Uh, and this is an old one because it's writ typewritten. See-through glass board. See-through glass board. Uh, three cards. Uh, let the audience choose one of the cards. Magician takes out one transparent one. I don't know, this might be mixed in the box somewhere, but I don't want to accidentally spoil the trick. But yeah, somehow they, somehow magic happens with see-through cards. Oh, this one has a magic bag. This is a black silk bag, and it is an unopened box of cards. A, uh, a magical... Uh, like a gimmick, a uh, finger thing, like uh, you say, well, this is a magician's finger. I don't know if it'll make me more magic. Two coins that say a magic on them, but they're not real, real coins. I mean, there's some sort of magic coins. Some rope. So I think this is one of the tricks I could actually do. I mean, this, I don't necessarily, this is like one of those ones where like, uh, you're probably showing, like, there's three different lengths of rope. You know, the magicians do that. Uh, and then somehow they make them all the same or whatever. I don't know how they do it, but uh, this has three different lengths of rope, medium, short, and long. And then the cards, I have no idea if they're real cards or magic cards because uh, they're still in the wrapper. Okay, we're getting down to it. There's uh, magic card tricks from bicycle playing cards, a list of magic tricks in there. Uh, impossible matrix, uh, one of the baffling coin matrix routines ever. The effect, three coins mysteriously, one at a time, go beneath between two playing cards. It looks impossible because you show your hands empty before and after each coin travels. Uh, that's impossible matrix. And I don't know if these are the cards that go with it, but there's like these cards with... Uh, circles on them. Um, I'm not sure if these are the impossible matrix cards or not. They're like playing cards with blue or yellow circles. 
Then there's a paper bag with two holes punched in it, and it says impress. Uh, I don't think, I don't know if it's magic or not. Then there's a rubber band and another instructions. Deluxe card catcher. No more long, tedious hours to practice catching cards from the air. With this device, uh, you catch cards the first time. Uh, I don't see the metal holder, though, but this is some sort of card catcher you could hold on to or something. Oh, I think I found it. Uh, yeah, it's like some sort of thing you would slip, slip on your finger. I don't know how it would catch the cards, uh, so I guess I'll have to read the instructions. Then there's a square board with uh, a grid on it. I'm not sure if that's for a magic trick or not. Another wallet. Uh, and I'm not sure if this is a magic. This actually looks like a real wallet. Uh, there's nothing in here. It uh, it has a bunch of like uh, papers like that used to come in the wallet. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's genuine. Yeah, this is like, I think this is just a normal everyday wallet. It could be magic, but I'm not smart enough to know. And it looks like we have a few more tricks. Uh, rising matchbox, and that's uh, very heavy. And a, another magician's handkerchief. Uh, then in another bag, we don't have any instructions. Let me see. So, yeah, I'll have to look. This has a fake $5 bill and a uh, box of cigarettes with what looks like a real cigarette. Yeah, real cigarette in the, inside there. And then one more trick. Uh, but this is another one that probably goes to something else. It's one card, and it has some string. And that's it. There's no and a piece of blue tack. And then for later perusal, we have... Uh, a lot of card decks of cards. I'll just count them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, four, fifteen different magic card decks uh, that maybe we could cover at another point. Uh, but on behalf of all the magicians, I mean, I mean, I love magic. Uh, even though this was to put you to sleep, it's just me going through magic tricks without any reveals. Uh, other than my own uh, um, ability to be here keeping you company, this is what you'd call me for if you were paying me whatever, what I would charge, which is a lot. Uh, you'd say, I'd just say, okay, let me go through some, I got a box of magic tricks here. I could go through them for you. Uh, so, yeah, um, from my, it really is magic. The magic is the gift you give me of me being able to talk while you get some rest or you, you feel lonely to go through this kind of stuff because this is like a, I get to do what I love uh, and help you uh, at the same time. What an honor. Uh, thanks and good night. All right, I want to thank everybody who just uh, supported the show recently on Patreon. Fiona, Diane, and Melissa, thank you. Thanks, thanks, and good night. Tim, Mackenzie, and Bird, thank you. Thanks, thanks, and good night. Kelly, James, and Emma, thank you. Thanks, 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 and good night. Joey, Cheyenne, and Cynthia, thank you. Thanks, 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 and good night. Aaron, Leanne, and Mackenzie, thank you. Thanks, thanks, and good night. Linda, Lauren, and Kyle, thanks, 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 and good night. Michelle, Chelsea, and Fred, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. 
Uh, Billy, Boabdil, and Brooke, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Cat, Brandy, and JB, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Andy, Tim, and Jennifer, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Andrew, Crystal, and Claire, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Pam, Jim, and Emily, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Jenna, Robert, and LR, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Giraffe, Lindsay, and Sarah, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Allie, Aster, and Frey, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Jennifer, Siobhan, and uh, Rebecca, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Liz, Laura, and Snuffy, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Justin, Amanda, and Sean, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Tina, Maverick, thanks, thanks, and good night. And Eric and Kelsey, thank you, thanks, and good night. Without the people that support the show directly uh, by membership, like on Patreon, there's uh, the show would not exist at all. So that's really one of the main reasons I take the time to thank the patrons and the people who supported the show uh, or support our sponsors. That's uh, really how we're able to be here for you twice a week for free. About 2% of regular listeners support the show or support the sponsors. So it's really powerful, and I'm really thankful I get to do this for you for free on any podcast app. Uh, so thank you so much to those of you whose names I just said or whose names I've said in the past or even if you feel like you, you, you've done something for the show and I haven't thanked you, thank you so much. I mean it from the bottom of my heart and I'm sorry I missed you somehow. Or maybe I thanked you and we missed each other. But if, if you've done anything for the show, you've supported it for free by spreading the word Signed up for our mailing le- mailing newsletter to help the homeless at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash uh, rebel news. However it is, thank you so much because uh, this show would not exist without those of you that are super active and you're supporting all those people that maybe aren't in a position to be active or are resting or whatever it is. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I, that's why I do the thank yous every single episode is this is a us show. It doesn't exist uh without us Uh, so thank you so much and we stay together you know and that's what makes the show work is the relatability in deep dark night so thank you so much and uh, here's a tuck you in sponsor that's enabled us to you know the sponsors have enabled us to grow from like 200 episodes now over 450 episodes in the free feed thanks all right everybody scoots here talking you in with this month and sleep with me plus uh, audio news uh, we got a referral program going. If you want to sign up for that, you can always do that at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash refer. I'm going to run through all the content we put out um, this month on Sleep With Me Plus. If you're still waiting to transition on Patreon to Sleep With Me Plus, you got most of this stuff too. And uh, first, I'm going to start with uh, like the the podcast, the bonus uh, podcast uh, on Sleep With Me Plus. And I'm going to go in reverse. So this Saturday, uh, Posty's got a new series that comes out on uh, uh, every other Saturday, just about. And it's called Welcome to Scooterville. And he's re- people are really excited about this. Those are Posty Super Deluxe episodes. Everybody that supports the show gets those in the bonus feed. And they're really fun. They're really cool and really creative. Uh, some people like listening to them during the day. Some people fall asleep to them. On last Thursday, TNG First Contact Part 2 came out for Boar Friends and Boar Besties. And uh, so it was coverage, two, two, uh, two-part coverage in January and February. Bonus episode covering the Star Trek The Next Generation movie, Contact, uh, First Contact, excuse me. 
then Saturday, uh, oh wait, no, I'm, I'm scrolling too fast. Sorry. Um, yeah, then Saturday, February 3rd was another posty super deluxe. Welcome to Scooterville episode. And, uh, yeah, that was all, everything in the bonus content feed. I think we got one more bonus. Uh, we got, um, some other stuff coming out. All intro, all night episodes. This is for, uh, boar buds and boar besties. Uh, it was deep value. And, uh, uh I don't know what the <laughs> Patreon tiers were anymore. Deep value and ultimate value or something. So we had an all-intro episode come out February 8th, uh, and Big Farm in the Sky PI, all-night episodes, uh, the six, episodes 6 or 13, that was part two, six hours and 18 minutes of Big Farm in the Sky PI, and then, yeah, this week, uh, another all-intro episode will come out, another all-intro episode came out on uh, February, January 26th or 28th, I can't read that. Okay, and then the story-only feed and the ad-free feed on Sleep With Me Plus, you know, the, the story-only episodes and the um, ad-free full episodes come out on the same day. So if you're a story-only listener, you get those on the same day. Or if you're, like, you know, making playlists. Um, so let's see. Those are two separate podcasts on Sleep With Me Plus, um, but same content, uh, just... Uh, the story-only versions have no, well, obviously no ads, no theme music, no uh, jingle music, and no thank yous at the end and no intros, just the story-only portion of the episode. Okay, so Sunday, 1239, Dessert Week, that was Great British Bake Off, episode six. Wednesday was Pup Pup Prodigy, our new series, Multiplex, episode one. Uh, February 11th was Wandering Towers, a board game unboxing. There's 1,253 episodes in this feed right now. Um, sorry, I went off topic there. February 7th was, uh, Tapestry, which was for Valentine's Day in the public feed. And that was, um, a TNG, like a, like a repeat of a TNG episode 560. February 4th, Roaring Twenties, Great British Baking You Off to Sleep, uh, Episode 5, that's Season 10, Collection 7, uh, 1235, January 31st, uh, was uh, Notebooks of the Journey into the World of Friends. That was a series review, we'll kind of look at the making of that series. January 28th was uh, Romancing the Stone, Tell the Tape, uh, in Anticipation of Argyle. Uh, which you still haven't seen yet. Uh, that was, uh, and then uh, January 24th was Dairy Week, Great British Baking You Off to Sleep, Season 10, Collection 7, Episode 4. And you can also see kind of we stick at the same kind of rhythm uh, for the most part of uh, a kind of random Trending Tuesday style episode that could be anything, the board game unboxing, tell the tape, uh, personal essay. Then um, we do uh, the written series. So we finished up Journey into World of Friends. Now we're starting Multiplex. Then a TV show recap uh, with Great British Bake Off. And uh, yeah, what else? Uh, I think that's everything. What I record this week? Great question. 
This ended up being the week of Bring It On, uh, the cheerleading movie from 2000, by kind of by accident. Well, not even kind of by accident, totally by, like, uh, I did have an episode I thought was going to be about Crayola crayons. Ended up kind of um, trying to imagine if there was a role-playing game based on the film that I'd never seen Bring It On, even though I quote the trailer all the time on this podcast. Then I watched over two episodes, uh, bring it on, on mute, uh, and like kind of recorded, kind of like a TV recap episode. And, um, those, uh, like with, with some kind of, like, well, I rented the movie. So two out of two, two, one and a half episodes have good quality closed captioning. But then my uh, rental ran out when I like I, I broke up the second episode into two parts. So the final uh, twenty-five minutes of the show, the movie, I didn't have the best closed captioning. Even though it was mostly action-based, it was like the championship. But yeah, I'd never seen. I still never saw it. it's already been brought. And but uh, well, you know, I'll look up the trailer later today just to see. And those will come out, I don't know, right now it's in February. I don't know, those will come out March or April. And those will probably come out as TV recaps because we're still recovering, honestly, from the strike. And I'm still a little, um, you know, all the Great British Bake Off episodes we recorded before the strike. Uh, and so I'm still easing my way back into figuring out what our future of uh, TV recap style episodes is. So we have some interim content right now. As I kind of uh, see what I'm comfortable with uh, and is sustainable for the long term of the podcast. Uh, and so, yeah, we'll go from there. And uh, um, yeah, I think that's it for now. I'm uh, glad you're all here. And uh, if you ever want to support the show directly, trying to put these at the end of the public episodes um, just as an experiment so you can kind of get a better idea. Still a sleepy voice. But yeah, if you ever want to check out a seven-day trial at Sleep With Me Plus, it is a huge way to support all the work that goes into the show and make sure the podcast stays sustainable so that you can, you can rely on it and a ton of other people can rely on it. Um, and uh, yeah, you can do that at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash plus. Uh, and then let me know what you think uh, or, or tell me so I can say thank you. Uh, thanks so much and good night.